It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important stories. An early childhood taxing district, what on earth is that? The latest in politics and world affairs. I don't think that we should be passing legislation that is so complicated that people kind of throw up their hands and say, oh, I can't understand it. Today's current opinions and ideas. It is not fair that just because you're a big business that you get a break on this and the little guy doesn't. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed, let's have a conversation and welcome to the Kim Munson Show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, valued, you have purpose. Today, strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, we were made for this moment. And thank you to this team that I get to work with, and that is producer Steve, Zach, Patty, Keith, Jen, Echo, Charlie, and all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. Is it Wednesday? Well, yeah, uh, you're... you're your normal indicator is a goofball camel, but he doesn't come in for the first hour anymore now that we've gone to two. <laughs> yes, that's true. So it is Wednesday. Is it Wonderful Wednesday? Is that what it is? Oh, uh, yeah. I call it that, yes. Okay, okay. And that voice is producer Steve. And uh, hey, check out my website. It's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. Uh, You'll get first look at all of our upcoming guests, our most recent essays, our most recent podcasts, and uh, you can email me at kim at kimmunson.com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We are an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force uh, versus freedom. My friends, it's never compassionate to take other people's stuff, whether or not it's their rights, their property, their freedom, livelihood, opportunity, or their lives. Via force, whether with a weapon, policy, unpredictable and excessive taxation, fear, coercion, government induced inflation, or the Davos elites, oh my gosh, have they they're very busy right now. And people across the globe are not excited about it. But those uh, those World Economic Forum, Davos globalist elites, and uh, it, they're they're working very hard to take our opportunities in some ways, taking their lives, freedom. Livelihood, very, very active right now, producer Steve. They are, and they are at that that list that you read. They are at the end of the list. But I'm thinking, let's turn that around and say, how many of the other items on that list do they have to worry about? Well, they uh, they are working to take uh, the minions, the everyday people. They're working to take away their rights. You see that um, their property. Look at the farmers in Netherlands uh, being told that they, the Netherlands, that they have to uh, call their livestock herds. Um, freedom, oh, big one there. Livelihood, hey, you have to get rid of half of uh, uh, again farmers and ranchers. You'd have to get rid of thirty uh, percent to fifty percent of your livelihood. Well, I guess that takes oper- Hey, they're uh, they're just pretty well taking care of all those, aren't they? Based on whose authority? That, and they're unelected. Their own, I guess. They're unelected and they're unaccountable. So antithetical to the American idea. So anyway, let's see. Let's go to our quote for today. Our guest in this first hour is Jay Davidson. And he is CEO and founder of First American State Bank. And we realize these community banks have, uh, have really fueled um, mom and pop operations, Main Street, which is the economic engine of America, and uh, he's a great sponsor of the show. So because he is um, 
really uh, a student of the uh, Austrian School of Economics, and he's a big fan of Ludwig von Mises. I thought that's the quote that we'll use today. Von Mises was an Austrian school economist, historian, logician, and sociologist. He wrote and lectured extensively on the societal contributions of classical liberalism. And, you know, when we talk about the war of language, liberals, today's liberals, progressives, collectivists, uh, have actually, they've taken the word liberal. There's nothing liberal about them. But there's a big difference between classical liberalism, which is based in freedom and individual rights. And so, anyway, wanted to just make that... that, uh, Um, distinction there. He's best known for his work on praxeology studies comparing communism and capitalism. He is considered one of the most influential economic and political thinkers of the 20th century. He immigrated from Austria to the United States in 1940. He was born in 1881. He died in 1973. So just think about that, Steve. He lived through uh, the Roaring Twenties. He lived through the Great Depression, the Big Depression. He lived through World War One, World War Two. He pretty well saw a whole bunch of stuff, Steve. He did, and uh, it, it comes through loud and clear, especially in this quote you're about to read. Okay, he said this, The most important thing to remember is that inflation is not an act of God, that inflation is not a catastrophe of the elements or a disease that comes like the plague. Inflation is policy. Now, I heard you talk about this, this quote yesterday, and it had it kind of sent me spinning because I get it, and uh, you know, working this show, I definitely get it. But I'm just thinking it's a challenge to our listeners and anybody who hears it is saying inflation isn't something that just crawled out of the swamp, as as this says, it is a direct result of the policy. And you know, don't sit back and saying woe is me, woe is us, you know, just because inflation is here again and it's ramping itself up. It is because of uh, policy, and uh, it is because of the swamp that we've got it. Uh, well, so. That was a good comeback. Yeah. <laughs> you like that? Uh, so once again, I, and the most important thing to remember is that inflation is not an act of God, that inflation is not a catastrophe of the elements or a disease that comes like the plague. And I'll add in here, or it's not Putin's fault either. Inflation is policy. Uh, speaking of policy, you, you're Mr. Meme. You come up with the most amazing things. And Patty and I, it's like, she said, keep those cards and letters coming. But you said, this is a meme. Uh, I guess this is not a meme. This is a tweet, isn't it? From uh, Thomas Massey, who is a, a Republican congressman from Kentucky's 4th District. He said now that he has COVID and knows he is contagious even after four shots, Joe Biden has absolutely zero moral authority to force a needle into the military, federal employees, medical workers, and foreign visitors. Absolutely correct, which will take us over here to um, Joe Biden is not incompetent. He is just the puppet of a bunch of uh, puppeteers that want to destroy America. And uh, one of the ways that you can do that is, well, first of all, you can uh, disarm everyday uh, people, good people, we realize that what stops a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. Uh, so trying to disarm our law-abiding, law-abiding citizens, uh, the bad guys will have guns. Uh, the border is um, basically, we have no southern border, and we are being invaded not only by people that are coming here, and then this 
this administration, this government, through many nonprofits, are uh, putting all of these people on the public dole. And who pays for that? Again, the same people that they're trying to disarm. And then the other thing is, is to weaken our military. And uh, look at this. This is from the Epic Times by Jack Phillips. It says, a Republican lawmaker, well, the headline is, National Guard will be crippled by COVID-19 vaccine mandates. Can you honestly believe that they are still trying to do these mandates to our military? Yes. Yeah, I guess so. Anyway, it goes on to say, a Republican lawmaker is warning that the National Guard's COVID-19 vaccine mandate will possibly cripple the military reserve component weeks after Army officials announced that some 60,000 troops won't be allowed to participate in their duties if they aren't vaccinated. June 30 marked Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin's arbitrary deadline for members of the National Guard and reserves to receive the COVID-19 vaccine, despite Congress's mandate that the Department of Defense establish uniform procedures under which service members can be exempted. And that's from Representative Michael Waltz, Republican of Florida, a retired Army Green Beret. And he wrote that for Fox News on July 25, saying that, that if the mandate is ultimately enforced, the Guard will be crippled due to the lack of staffing. So let's just think about that, Steve. Uh, here we have uh, administration, and this isn't just today. This has been going on for quite some time, trying to disarm um, law-abiding citizens from protecting their families, first of all. Uh, we now see, because of their policies, crippling inflation, making it difficult for everyday people to fuel their cars and to um, buy food at the grocery store. Uh, we now see that they are uh, crippling those that would protect us. And uh, so uh, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to connect the dots here, Producer Steve. No, and uh, oh, nuts. I, had, <laughs> I just punched out on my screen. Uh, I'd notice a couple paragraphs down. Uh, two things have changed since the mandate was first implemented. First, the vaccine has shown, has been shown not to stop the spread, but rather just reduce symptoms. Secondly, they don't know that they don't know that for sure. But yeah. go on. All right. Secondly, tens of thousands of National Guard and reservists have expressed serious concern and reservations about the emergency development of the vaccine. And we we see the Varus report every day in Patty's package. Mm -hmm. Why would these people? Just step right up to the, you know, right, right up and say, sure, uh, I'll, I'll roll the dice. If I get injured, yeah, okay, that's all right. Yeah, no. And uh, so one has to ask why. So, hey, we're going to go to break. We have a big show planned for you both hours today. Uh, we'll be talking with Peter Lupia, who uh, was running for office in El Paso County. And uh, what is happening down there, we're going to be, hopefully, we're going to see some recounts, some hand recounts on some of these um elections here from this primary election. Jay Davidson is our featured guest in this hour. Susan Kochevar, entrepreneur and um, owner of 88 Drive-In Theater and a great sponsor of the show is going to be in the second hour. We're going to be talking about groupthink and where is Dr. Deborah Burks? And of course your call-ins uh, 303-477-5600 in that last segment of the second hour. Before we do that though, it is Wednesday, which means it is Wings Day at uh, my sponsor, Hooters Restaurants. And uh, I do love, you buy 20 wings, you get 10 for free. I love their smoked wings, crispy. Uh, and I love the lemon pepper rub or the Texas barbecue rub. And um, uh, their sponsors of mine is a really a great story. It's about freedom and capitalism and free markets. You can find that on my website. So we're going to go to break. When we come back, we'll be talking with Peter Lupia. 
about trying to get some recounts on this primary election. You will not want to miss this. We'll be right back. The Metro home ownership real estate market is very tight right now. That's why Kim Munson recommends you have seasoned REMAX realtor Karen Levine on your side of the table. Karen Levine will help you navigate through the many details of your home buying experience so that you can successfully pursue your American dream. Because Karen Levine cares about property rights for each individual, she volunteers hundreds of hours to represent home ownership opportunities at the local, county, state, and national levels. If you are considering buying or selling your home, call Karen Levine today at 303-877-7516. Again, that's 303-877-7516. In a healthcare setting, informed consent provides that you, the patient, will have a say in your healthcare plan. This collaboration between you and your healthcare provider applies to most medical procedures, including vaccination. Informed consent is a legal and ethical obligation of your healthcare provider and should include the benefits, risks, and alternatives regarding the proposed treatment. Informed consent is not just your signature, it could be your life. This message is sponsored by Colorado Healthcare Providers for Freedom.com. With the right training from Franktown Firearms, anyone can improve. The professionals at Franktown meet you at your current level of experience, gauging your level of confidence so that they know what kind of training to recommend to you. After you purchase your firearm, regardless of the level you're at, Franktown will encourage you to train. They maintain a comfortable atmosphere, encouraging improvement from any level with one-on-one training and private training up to advanced training and classes. They even offer a concealed carry certification class. Franktown actively avoids the corporate model as a family-owned, operated, and family-friendly environment. They give everyone the time of day, meaning that they emphasize the importance of training in a comfortable and inclusive environment. Franktown Firearms wants you to be as invested in improving your skills as they are in their training with you. Sign up for a course today at klzradio.com slash franktown. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at Kim Munson.com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We are an independent voice, and we search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. Something's a good idea. You shouldn't have to force people to do it. And um, uh, it should be able to stand on the uh, the foundation of an uh, of an idea. You should not have to force people to do that. So, but elections are super super important. We are seeing that, and we just came through a primary election, and there are a number of of candidates that are are concerned that maybe there was some funny stuff going on, and so they're asking for some hand recounts, which seems like that makes sense to me. And if there's nothing to hide, no problem. We should be able to do that. Uh, but it seems like there's being roadblocks. There's a tremendous amount of cost to do this. And so I wanted to talk with Peter Lupia. He was running for El Paso County Clerk and Recorder, and he's on the line. Peter Lupia, welcome to the show. Good morning, Kim. Thank you so much for having me with you today. Well, it's great to have you. Now, you were running for El Paso County Clerk and Recorder. And um, the election, the, the tabulation, the voting results, you're a bit concerned about that. You're just asking for a hand recount, correct? Yes, ma'am, that is correct. So on uh, Monday of this week, myself, 
and uh, seven other candidates here in El Paso County all filed uh, a request for a recount. Um, and that's a hand recount, a, right? We we want to clarify for, that for a hand. Yes, for a hand for a hand recount. So we are specifically asking for a hand recount. Um, <clears throat> the process required us to do that by Tuesday, so we did it on Monday, so that we could be prepared uh, to move forward in a timely manner. Uh, there were five of us who filed actually here in El Paso County. Uh, that was myself, uh, Rayanne Weber, who ran for coroner, Todd Watkins, who ran for sheriff, and then Lindsey Moore and David Winnie, who both ran for county commission. And then the other three candidates uh, had to file through the Secretary of State because they ran for offices that serve at the state legislature, and that was Linda Zamora Wilson uh, in Senate District 9, and then Summer Gruber in House District 18, and Carl Bent in House District 21. And so um, we, we took advantage of the statutory opportunity to request the recount. Um, we re specifically requested a hand recount. And so now we're moving forward um, with our, uh, well, we're, we're still actively fundraising just to make sure we can cover the costs for uh, the expense that they come back with. The process here is we submit our request for the recount, uh, then they give us back the estimate for that or the pricing for that and then we have to uh, within one day submit our uh, funds into escrow so we have to have certified funds available so we have been fundraising to meet those deadlines we anticipate very high numbers uh, coming back for all of those requests uh, in an effort to keep us from being able to meet those those thresholds so we are uh, we're working in that capacity as quickly as we can and then also we know that uh, what we're going to have to do is probably go to court almost immediately the odds of them coming back favorably and granting us a hand recount is very very slim by everyone's estimation uh, that would be a big surprise uh, so so we're preparing to simultaneously uh, do what needs to be done through the courts uh, as well as indirect negotiations with both the clerk here in El Paso County and um, the Secretary of State up through the, uh, the district courts up there. So, Peter, why are you asking for this? Have, have you seen, uh, are you concerned that there's been some funny stuff going on, or, or why are you, guy, you uh, and these other candidates requesting this? Yeah, so, uh, in the case of in the case of Todd Watkins, he had three people in his race, but for the other seven of us, um, we all had two people in our race. So just ourselves and an establishment candidate in every case. So uh, we were the grass, grassroots America First um, conservative candidates. Uh, we all spoke about election integrity, election transparency, etc. And as we've come to find out, not a single person who mentioned election integrity got elected in this state or won their primary should i say in this state um, those who followed the marching orders from the state party and avoided that topic um, were the ones who all made it through so mm -hmm. interestingly uh, we had polling going in that showed we were equal to or in the lead against our competitors in many cases uh, we have one of the candidates uh, we have screenshots of the news reporting uh, from up in denver actually of the race down here 
that showed um, her winning, Linda Zamora, uh, all night. And then we got to about 11.30 at night, and all of a sudden they, they flipped the boat. So they were recording throughout the night uh, her victory and had even called the race in her name and then flipped the boat again at, at 11.30 and changed everything. Um, what we have is a, is a um, results pattern, I guess, for lack of a better term, that shows almost every single one of us losing by a 65 to 35% margin. Um, so we all lost within a point or two. We all had 33, 34%, 37% of the vote. But what's interesting about that in, in every case is we're led to believe that in the two weeks of counting leading up to election day, our competitors were getting two to one votes. So they were ahead 65-35 on the morning of election day. And somehow, miraculously, on election day, in every single one of our cases, we split the election day vote exactly 50-50. So mm. for every 100 votes that I got, my competitor got 100 votes. For every mm -hmm. 50 votes he got, I got 50 votes. Mm -hmm. um, and it's it's literally within one or two votes of each other for the entirety of the day. So we're led to believe that for two and a half weeks we were outvoted 65-35, but then on election day everybody voted exactly 50-50. And what's, what's interesting about that even is that we have 60,000 votes cast here, uh, approximately 60,000 votes cast here on election day. Um, and that's out of a total of 150,000 votes that were cast down here. Uh, about 50,000 were in Democrat races, a little less than 100,000 in the Republican races. And so out of those 58,000 folks uh, who voted on election day, the vast majority of them were in the election, uh, were, were in the Republican election. And so, uh, interestingly, that was a number that far exceeded anything historical. And so the uh, election integrity candidates who had been talking about that had been speaking throughout our campaigns about, hey, folks, please vote on election day. Hold on to your ballot. Go down to the uh, voting service center, submit it in person, hand it to an actual person. Don't put it in the mail. Don't put it in a Dropbox. In an ideal world, actually even go in and vote a, a brand new ballot by hand and just destroy your your uh, ballot that you got in the mail. So there's a huge, a huge volume of that that occurred uh, far and away more than historical data. So we feel like that also shows that we were um, being heard and listened. And again, we had, we had polling and information that shows that uh, we were out ahead, headed into the election day. So there's just a lot of things. And part of the challenge has been that the Secretary of State's office and or in our case, the clerk and recorder's office has just been um, denying every request we've had to get any of the data on the elections. So we haven't had an opportunity to go in and even take a look at the most transparent, bold standard system in the nation. <laughs> um, so <laughs> That's that, air quotes, that gold standard. <laughs> yeah, air, uh, air quotes, gold standard, exactly. Yeah. Um, oh, so. Okay. So, Peter, um, 
every Coloradan, every American, no matter whether or not they're Democrat or Libertarian or unaffiliated Republican conservative, we must be assured that we have free, fair, honest, and transparent elections. And I've seen, I've, I've, I understand that there is just tremendous stonewalling on this, not only from the Secretary of State's office, but from some of these county clerks as well. So you are working to raise the money for this. And I received a, um, an email from a friend of mine regarding you seven candidates. And you need to raise the money by today. Is that right? So people need to contribute today. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely. So uh, I would ask anybody that has the ability to go in and uh, do as much as they can for one or all of the candidates. We actually have a website that's been set up for us, and that website is coloradorecount.com. And if they put a forward slash and then the word candidates after that, it'll take them directly to a a page that has all of us listed there. It has a picture and then a a direct link to our individual website. Uh, in, In helping to make this process as challenging as possible, We all have to individually raise within our own individual campaigns um, all of the money we need to to go to uh, escrow. And how how much? We have to do that by the end of the day. Okay. And how much are you each um, need to raise? How much? Well, we're we're trying for thirty thousand dollars a piece, um, and I'm going to tell you that that (laughs) that the number we got back is a ridiculously high amount uh, from the clerk and recorder's office. And so we're going to be challenging that. But in the event that we have to meet that uh, by the end of the day, the goal for the candidates is $30,000 a piece uh, to cover that escrow cost and then the court court cost that we're going to incur just in the next day or two. Uh, And so, again, if if folks can visit us at coloradorecount.com forward slash candidates, that would be really helpful. And we would appreciate everybody's support to the best of their ability. And the other thing I would mention, Kim, at that website as well, uh, coloradorecount.com, if you do a, a forward slash with the word volunteer after it, um, you can go there and we are asking people, and they can be from anywhere in the state of Colorado. If they went through the Secretary of State's training and became a certified uh, election judge or a certified poll watcher, through that process, they can go there and uh, put their information in because we're going to be asking the court to let us use all of these already certified people that have to be involved by statute. They have to have poll watchers and election judges involved, the same people that were certified for the primary a month ago. Uh, We're going to ask the court to let us use those volunteers who are willing to do it at no cost because that's a a large portion of these recounts is... They have okay. to pay those election judges and everybody to come in. Okay. So ColoradoRecount.com is the one-stop shop. Right. Help us with everything. But right. And so, Peter, is what, the key right now. first of all, thank you. Thank you for stepping up to run for office. Thank you for uh, working to get this election integrity uh, question uh, resolved here. I believe that Colorado is at the tip of the spear. And so, Peter, thank you so much. My friends, uh, today... Go to coloradorecount.com, and you can go down to the very bottom. You can click on candidates or volunteer, 
And uh, I would encourage each and every one of us, we can't just leave these candidates hanging out there by themselves. We need to help them. So Peter Lapia, thank you so much. And again, that's coloradorecount.com. Down at the bottom, click on candidates. You need to contribute to each and every one of them. And that link is there. So we're going to go to break. When we come back, we'll be talking with Jay Davidson. I want to talk with him about what's happening regarding uh, the World Economic Forum and their policies. We will be right back. Inflation is rocking our boats, especially for individuals on fixed incomes. If you are 62 years or older, mortgage specialist with Polygon Financial Group, Lauren Levy, can help you navigate this inflation squeeze with a reverse mortgage. Additionally, if you are considering buying a new home, refinancing your existing home, or consolidating high interest debt, it's not too late to lock in an interest rate before interest rates increase again. Don't wait. Kim Munson recommends you call Lauren Levy today at 303-880-8881 for a no-cost consultation. That's Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. Inflation is out of control. Increasing prices at the gas pump and grocery stores are hurting everyday people. All these challenges we face are preventable. Individuals must understand what is going on. That's why Kim Munson is bringing truth and clarity to the issues facing our families, our communities, our state, and our country. Now, more than ever, it's important to support Kim's independent voice. Kim has the courage to research and inform you about the real issues. It's not easy, and Kim can use your help. Go to KimMunson.com to contribute. Again, help Kim by contributing at Kim Munson. That's M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there, and you can email me at Kim at Kim Munson dot com as well. I'm thrilled to have on the line with us Jay Davidson. He is the founder and CEO of First American State Bank. It is a community bank located right here in the metro area, and it's community banks that have really um, helped power mom and, to- mom and pop businesses, uh, our um, Main Street businesses, which is the, the really the foundation of the economic engine of America. Jay Davidson, welcome to the show. Thank you, Kim. I appreciate being here. Well, I'm excited. We're going to be rolling out one of your essays this weekend. And uh, uh, you had shared something regarding the fact that people around the world are upset with their respective governments. We're seeing in the Netherlands, farmers are protesting. Uh, We're seeing it across the globe. And um, it looks like they're acting out. They're protesting. They're getting violent. Um, But what they're really protesting is government control, correct? Well, I don't know if they know that that's what they're protesting, but that is they're protesting the the effect of government control. They, I'm, not, I'm not sure they understand the cause, which is government control. And, and we'll go into that a little bit in the next uh, 13 minutes or so. But that is the, the crux of the whole issue. And if we can wake people up to the fact that government is not the solution to every problem, um, we'd be doing a service to our nation. Well, and we have seen this move towards uh, a bigger and bigger government, and it's done through the administrative bureaucracies. And you have talked for, uh, through our conversations over the years, your concern about the, um, that Chevron uh, court deferral. case. Yeah, yeah. Chevron deferral. Mm-hmm. And it looks like this Supreme Court 
is walking that back a little bit. I'm finding a lot of people very optimistic about that, Jay. Well, they should be. It's called West Virginia versus EPA, and it's the first step on the road to getting rid of the Chevron deferral. And uh, what the Chevron deferral refers to is the, um, in 1984, the uh, courts at that time said that um, the EPA could issue fines and taxes against Chevron for an oil spill that had happened on their watch. And every bureaucratic agency, the administrative state or the deep state, the bureaucrats, uh, the non-elected government employees, took that one to heart. And every one of the agencies in the administration got involved in making laws and rules for the rest of us. And today it's so bad that your hairdresser has to go, you know, pass a test to color your hair. Um, and that's just getting worse. And that's the, the crux of the issue right there that we're facing. And what I get down to is there's only two things in this world. There's control or there's freedom. And if you give everything to the government, you will be controlled. Government doesn't understand the subtleties of freedom. It's not made to. It wasn't intended to. And the founders of our nation understood that. That's why they wrote a constitution and um, the amendments strictly to restrict government activity. And we see egregious examples of government overstepping. And the biggest one is the regulatory agencies, in this case EPA, uh, overstepping the bounds and trying to control private business. Jay, don't you think the founders inherently understood this? That's why they they put in place the Constitution to limit government. And so um, don't you think they inherently understood this? Not only inherently, but, I mean, deeply and philosophically and profoundly they understood this. They built our nation on the bedrock of the sanctity of the individual. That was why they did what they did. It was absolutely brilliant. Well, and it's been, in some ways, incremental. There has been this march, I think, almost since since the, the time the Declaration and the Constitution were both inked, that uh, the human nature of man has, uh, you know, chipped away at at the freedoms, the sanctity, as you said, the, the sanctity of the individual. And so we have now gotten to this p- point in America where government has gotten so big and has so much control, as you just mentioned, the, this whole licensing thing. It doesn't make sense that a hairdresser has to have a license. Although it's so interesting is that uh, people have gone through training so that they can get this license. And because they've spent money on this training and to get that license, many times they don't want competition to come into their industry without them having to jump through those hoops as well, which I think is a human nature thing, uh, Jay. Yeah, well, yeah, the regulation certainly um, creates a barrier to entry, I guess. Um, And that helps the people that are already there, but it restricts the uh, innovators and the new people and the small businesses that want to start up. But there isn't, you're right, there's a natural tendency for some people to prefer um, a government based solution. And there is another natural tendency in, in all of us humans to prefer freedom. And the, the tempering factor is the ability to handle risk. 
freedom is risky because you have to act as an individual. You have to think as a person. You have to do as a person. The, the apparent safety of government control is only on appearance. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's going to eventually strangle us if we let it go on like we've been doing. And I'm not saying it's just the Democrats. It's not. The Republicans are just as bad at, at certain times. So both parties, we need to hold both parties accountable to the, the meaning of the Constitution, the true meaning, the deep meaning of the Constitution. Well, and that was something that, uh, as you know, I, I served for four years on uh, city council in my town. And as I was watching this, I realized that there are big government Obviously, right now, the Democrat Party is all about big government, but there's big government Republicans as well who want to control things. They just want to do it under their what they think is best. And that was a real eye-opening experience for me, Jay. You're right. And this latest uh, spending bill, this phony thing they just passed in the Senate, uh, passed with 63 votes. Well... 13, uh, 12 Republicans voted in favor of this spending bill. The, you know, what, what more perfect example is there of this inconsistency where the Republican Party is supposed to stand for less government, and here Republicans are adding to the spending of the government without questioning where does the government get that money? There's two places. One is from the taxpayer. They take it from us. It's legalized stealing. And the second thing is they put us into debt, which is called quantitative easing in this case. And that debt has to be paid back out of our paychecks over time. And the time is certainly the span of my grandchildren's lives and maybe my great-grandchildren's lives. So, you know, the whole idea of, of this government money, it is not free. There are people paying for it, and that is you and me and every other working, able-bodied person in the world in the United States is paying for this. And what are we getting for it? Not a thing. Not a thing. Jay, so we've got just a few minutes before we go to break, and I'm going to ask you this question on um, morality. And I find it deeply immoral that we would pass a, a big fat IOU on to the next generation who got no benefit from this debt, but yet, uh, and they didn't have a voice in it, but yet they're going to be on the hook to pay it. And I think there's something deeply immoral about that, Jay. I, I absolutely. Um, and it, it's been going on forever. I mean, since at least 100 years since Roosevelt mm-hmm. and uh, Woodrow Wilson were presidents. That's when the progressive, modern progressive movement started. It's been going on for a long time. And a lot of Republicans are falling prey to it. We can't let them. You know, I, I hope that the moderate Democrats stand up against the Bidens, the AOCs, the Elizabeth Warrens, the Newsoms, all these far-left people in their party, and say, we've had enough, we're not going to go with you. And I hope Republicans hold their candidates strictly to account And if the Republican candidate gets elected and starts spending a whole bunch of government money, it's our responsibility as individuals, as voters, 
to vote that guy out, to campaign against him, or to at least enlighten that person, that politician, to what you expect from him. Now, I know that's not easy, and that's grassroots, and it's really hard. But you know what? Franklin said it in, in two sentences. When a lady asked him, everybody knows this, but the lady asked, well, what did, what did you give us? Uh, he's just walking out of the final Constitutional Congress. A republic, if you can keep it. That is so interesting that you would bring that up, Jay, because tomorrow is going to be Liberty Toastmasters Day on the Kim Munson Show, and the subject is going to be a republic if you can keep it. So Franklin's uh, famous words. So uh, yeah, good. Uh, that, that's great. Uh, That'll be we've interesting. Got- it, it, well, it always is, and I always learn something because everybody comes at this with uh, different perspectives. But um, I tell you what, Jay, let's go to break a little bit early because when we come back, I want to talk about inflation um, because that is the other silent thief. You, you talked about uh, we have to pay for this government uh, spending and all this from taxpayers, also from borrowing for our children. But inflation is that silent thief that uh, government uses also. And it, it's and people are feeling it. It's, I guess it's not so silent anymore. People are actually uh, feeling the effects of, of all of this spending through this inflation. So I'm going to go to break. I'm talking with Jay Davidson, and he is the founder and CEO of First American State Bank. Before we do that, though, the nonprofit that I've adopted is the USMCMemorialFoundation.org. They're raising money for the Marine Memorial out at 6th and Colfax. And uh, it's time. They had dedicated in 1977, so it's time for a remodel. You can help them out by going to USMCMemorialFoundation.org and donating there. That's USMCMemorialFoundation.org. And we will be right back with Jay Davidson. Three Points Financial is a fiduciary financial planning company focused on helping individuals and families. Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz at Three Points Financial specialize in investment strategies, tax planning and preparation, and retirement planning with no product sales or commissions. Tax laws have changed and will continue to change. Inflation is real. Three Points Financial helps you maneuver through these changes to achieve your financial success. For clarity and a solid, relevant financial and investment plan while working with a company that puts your interests at the forefront, schedule a no-obligation initial consultation at threepointsfinancial.com. That's threepointsfinancial.com. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of The Kim Munson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, kimmunson.com. That's Kim. M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at Kim Munson dot com. And thank you to all of you who support us. We are an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. And socialism is not about free stuff. That's just the carrot to get people to vote for it. Socialism is such a bad idea, it ultimately has to come down to force. And and we're seeing that throughout the globe right now. And uh, on the line with me is Jay Davidson. He is CEO and founder of First American State Bank, uh, a sponsor of the Kim Munson Show, which I greatly appreciate. Jay Davidson, inflation. Uh, and I've learned in our conversations there's really two kinds of inflation, correct? Correct, yeah. Uh, one is caused by government action, 
and the other is uh, natural price inflation that all businesses want to engage in. And we are in government-induced inflation oh, right now. Absolutely, we are deeply into it. And uh, people are are realizing that when they go to the gas pump, again, that was bad public yeah. policy. Um, when they go to the grocery store. Our people are realizing this, but I'm not sure everybody's connected the dots yet. When we, we, um, when we started the the conversation, we we're talking about those that are protesting throughout the the world. It's bad public policy, but you said that they didn't realize it, or some people may not realize it. That may be the case with inflation, but I think people are waking up. Yes. Yeah, I think uh, you know. They get excuses like it's supply chain economics and so on and so forth. But really, I think what we're seeing, and and this is the bigger issue, not just the inflation issue, because it's all related. The bigger issue is that people are are finally seeing the effects of their governments controlling more and more and more of their private economies. And the net effect of government control over private economies and markets is suppression depression of the markets because the government doesn't generate profits like a company does like a business does it it takes it takes money through taxation and through debt and that debt is not paid by our government it's paid by us citizens we taxpayers and it will be paid for generations to come the the amount of debt that the Federal Reserve and the Treasury Department have racked up since 2008 is staggering. We can turn this around, though, can't we, Jay? Absolutely, we can. But here's the tie-in, and this is a little complex, so bear with me. In 2008, the Federal Reserve and the Treasury Department got together with the Obama administration and said, um, the the nation's in a, in a serious recession. It was the Great Recession, actually. Didn't know it at the time. And uh, we want to we want to spend more government money, but there's no tax revenue because private businesses and earnings are down. So what can we do? They came up with the um, I, I'm going to I'm not going to say a bad word. They came up with a really bad idea. And they decided that, that the Fed Reserve would print money, dollars, U.S. dollars, currency, create excessive liquidity to the tune of, when they finally got done, it was $8.5 trillion in additional U.S. dollars. Now, what does that mean? I mean, that's kind of arcane economics nonsense, but it's real for we citizens, and we're seeing the effect of that today. The 9.1% inflation we're seeing today is due to the devaluation of the U.S. dollar, the lessening of the purchasing power of the U.S. dollar. And if you think about it in human nature, if there's more of something, it is worth less. And if if there's less of it, it's worth more. Mm -hmm. Diamonds are very expensive because... You don't get a lot of them. Gold is very expensive. There's not a lot of gold. But, you know, grass is kind of cheap. Mm-hmm. So uh, the, the bottom line here is that the federal government uh, 
And when you say grass, you mean the kind that's on the lawn, right? Yeah, that that one. Now, that is what I was thinking. <laughs> you know, in Colorado, I have to be more careful now. Right, we have I? to be more specific. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the the uh, the Fed Reserve and the Treasury Department and the Obama administration started this what's called quantitative easing, or QE, and uh, that 8.5 trillion that that they printed. Um, increased the supply of U.S. dollars of currency, of liquidity, in the marketplace by 30%. Now, that increase in and of itself, that number of dollars devalues every existing dollar that's out there. And Milton Friedman, the great Milton Friedman, one of the greatest economies, I can't even say it, economists of all time, said, all inflation is a monetary policy issue, and he's so right. Of course, as uh, as they say, he's he's not ever wrong. So that's the issue that we're seeing here with inflation. It is government based, and the solution, as you uh, alluded to, is number one: stop doing what you were doing. Sure. And that is stop spending federal dollars. Because it's not federal dollars; it's yours and my dollar. They, the government, doesn't make anything. They don't have profitability. They take. There is a thing called legal stealing. It's called taxation, mm-hmm. and the government is allowed to do it. And that's okay. I get it. To a certain level, I'm okay with it. But to the level that they're at right now, it's ridiculous. And then for them to put us into debt. Well, we didn't ask for it. We didn't agree to it. We had no say in the matter. But to put us into the debt to the tune of $8.5 trillion, and then Biden asked for more and more and more, is unconscionable. So the, the thing is, the one step that we can take, and every citizen, as we were talking about Benjamin Franklin, a republic if you can keep it, well, the if you can keep it part is the meaning of a representative government. It means we citizens have to get involved or we're going to continue to be controlled by people who do not have our best interests at heart, nor do I expect them to. But if they can't get elected because we refuse to elect them, then they will listen to us. And that's where we have to go. We don't have a choice. Well, and I do think that people are becoming more and more informed. Uh, there are so many distractions in our society today, and, and I think many times that's by design, but I think people are starting to pay attention. We look at the education of our children. Our kids are falling behind in education. We don't want that to happen. And again, that's uh, government. My, uh, a friend of mine, uh, Dr. Joe Vecchio, said when government gets involved, typically the price goes up, the quality goes down, and the supply becomes limited. And on the other hand, in your private economy, Economy, uh, people figure out what people want, and they're able to create a product. If a lot of people want that product, the, uh, the um, creator will get fabulously wealthy. And I don't begrudge that one bit. I love that, uh, Jay Davidson. Exactly right. The, the beauty of, of capitalism, and, and all these things are interrelated. I mean, we keep referring back to that point. But capitalism follows the intent and the meaning of our constitution and the foundation of our nation. Capitalism says that the individual has extreme value. They have great value. 
and they should have free choice to decide what they want to do, free from uh, excessive government control. And um, when, when you as an individual make a decision, I'm going to buy this product or service or I'm not, you just made an individual decision that is recognized in the Declaration of Independence, the right to life, liberty, and the ownership of property. So, you know, you can knock capitalism. It's not capitalism that makes the mistakes. It's, it's human beings, as always. But I submit to you that even at its worst, capitalism is infinitely better than socialism or communism, which is those two are uh, much more government control than, than even we are seeing right now. Well, and what happens is, is under communism and socialism, they do not value the individual. And so it's been under communism and socialism so uh, that, um, that millions and millions and millions of people died in uh, this last century. And it was because of communism and socialism, because they do not value the individual, Jay. Yeah, that's, uh, that's very true. I mean, the, the greatest mass murders in the history of humankind are governments. It doesn't have to be communist or fascist. Adolf Hitler, how many people did he cause to be killed? Or you go back through all time. It is the government, it is people working through the government, it is people using the government to get to their ends. And they do not care about the individual. In fact, you get the whole idea of the collective or the Borg or, you know, the, the ants. That is what the elitists want. They want a compliant uh, population, and they'll do everything in their power to seek that compliance, including destroying the fabric of America like people like George Soros and Klaus Schwab are doing right now, are attempting to do. But we can fix this, and as America, well, and and one of the uh, so important, and we mentioned this, is that uh, Supreme Court ruling regarding West Virginia versus the EPA. That is so huge. I didn't really even understand how important that was, but it really is kind of the first shot across the bow to to try to limit uh, the alphabet organizations. But also, we the people have to wake up, and we have to. Um, be involved in this. So uh, we've got a couple of minutes left. How would you like to to button this up, Jay Davidson? Well, um, the uh, the whole issue of the inflation that we're feeling is a monetary policy decision. That that thing that the Federal Reserve did on their own, and I I blame uh, Janet Yellen, uh, Bernanke before her, and now Powell after her. And it is it is absolutely wrong, and that is why you're feeling the pain at the pump, and why you're making a decision when you walk into your grocery store. Well, I can't afford that, but I have to buy that. That means I can't get gas. That's because the Fed Reserve did what they did, and and I think the whole world through these protests that you, you talked about earlier, and that I sent you the article on, the whole world is starting to realize that. Wow, my government isn't that warm, cuddly, protective blanket that I thought they were. Um, not only are they incapable of solving my problems, but they actually make my problems worse. So I, I think that there's some goodness in the darkness that we've been experiencing. 
and that is that more and more people are becoming aware. Now, we citizens have to get involved. We have to influence our politicians. I choose to be a Republican because that party is more in keeping with my concept of fiscal conservancy, but most of all, sanctity of the individual. Because everything flows from that thought, Mm -hmm. that the individual is sanctified, that the individual has God-given rights, um, endowed, you know, endowed by God, not given by man. And uh, that will get us through a lot of the decision points that we're going to have to make in the future. Well, that's, that is for sure. And so, Jay Davidson, thank you so much. Uh, he's CEO and founder of First American State Bank, a true entrepreneur. And I know that you like uh, Ludwig von Mises, so that's the quote that I selected for the end of the show. And this is the quote. It says, the worship of the state is the worship of force. There is no more dangerous menace to civilization than a government of incompetent, corrupt, or vile men. The worst evils which mankind ever had to endure were infl- inflicted by governments. Jay Davidson, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Kim. Love that quote. That's beautiful. It's an important one. And so my friends today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals and like Superman stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you and God bless America. It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important story. Out here in Colorado, we had a sex education bill that was passed. It was signed by the governor and put into law. I just can't believe what is happening to uh, public education. The latest in politics and world affairs. We are now using policy that if you don't affirm something, that they use policy then to take away your businesses. Today's current opinions and ideas. Kids are just being bombarded with darkness. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. You know, we need to get back to letting our kids be kids. Uh-oh, guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Leslie, guess what today is. It's hump day. Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo, indeed it is hump day. And welcome to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, valued. You have purpose today. Strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, you were made for this moment. And my gosh, I get to work with an amazing team. That is producer Steve, Zach, Patty, Keith, Charlie, Jen, Echo, all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. Happy Wednesday to you, producer Steve. Well, like you asked uh, in the last hour, is it Wednesday already? Oh my gosh, can you believe it? No. I, I, uh, I tell you what, I, I probably need to get my Christmas decorations out as fast as time is going because we're going to snap our fingers and uh, it's going to be Christmas. All right. Well, when you're done with your house, you can come over to mine. Good for you. Uh, You never took your Christmas lights down. So now, instead of having to worry about taking them down, you are the first one on the block to have your Christmas lights up. Ha! (laughs) (laughs) I'm teasing. Yeah. uh, I'm teasing. Well, you know, and I'd be willing to bet, and if I look around in your neighborhood, too, you'll find some that are still, really are still up. (laughs) And now they're uh, they're early, so so, uh, cup is half full on that. Uh, Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. 
And you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We are an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. And it's never compassionate to take other people's stuff, whether or not their rights, their property, freedom, livelihood, opportunity, or their lives via force. And it could be with a weapon, policy, unpredictable and excessive taxation, fear, coercion, government-induced inflation. And those that are responsible right now that are just really busy doing this is the World Economic Forum Davos elites and, uh, and their agenda. So, a great show. Um, always great to have Jay Davidson on, and he was in hour one. And my friends, as you know, we're on live 6 to 8 a.m., Monday through Friday. And the first hour is rebroadcast on all KLZ 560 platforms, 1 to 2 in the afternoon. The second hour, 10 to 11 at night. And then we are working like crazy to have... Uh, the podcasts uh, posted within 24 hours and sometimes we we uh, have to extend that a little bit but we're doing a pretty good job on that aren't we producer steve yeah we are he's uh, he zach. being super zach is he's got us uh, really in a good place right now yep and uh, again it's a great team that i get to work with but i chose uh, von mises quotes because uh, Jay Davidson, we talked uh, about inflation and this World Economic Forum and people getting very frustrated throughout the globe with uh, these policies. And uh, we must connect the dots that what you're feeling at the pump, what you're seeing as far as increased prices at the grocery store are directly because of public policy. And um, Jay's a big fan of Ludwig, Ludwig Ludwig, easy for me to say, Ludwig von Mises. And von Mises was an Austrian school economist, historian, logician, and uh, sociologist. He wrote and lectured extensively on the societal contributions of classical liberalism. He's best known for his work on praxeology studies comparing communism and capitalism. And he is considered one of the most influential economic and political thinkers of the 20th century. He immigrated from Austria to the United States in 1940. He was born in 1881. He died in 1973. And just think about his life. He lived through uh, World War I. He lived through the Great Depression. He lived through World War II. And this is what he said. He said, the most important thing to remember is is that inflation is not an act of God. That inflation is not a catastrophe of the elements or a disease that comes on like a plague. Inflation is policy. And uh, it's important to remember that. And so whenever Joe Biden says that it's Putin's fault, remember, no, 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 no. It is a policy. And again, these... um, Globalist elites have been pushing this policy that is uh, uh, creating this inflation. Uh, So important to uh, recognize that. Um, We had on in the first hour Peter Lupia. He he and seven other candidates in El Paso County are uh, asking for a hand recount of their races. And no matter whether or not you're a Democrat, libertarian, unaffiliated, Republican, conservative, we all know that we must have free, fair, honest, and transparent elections. And so it seems like everybody should be up for this, but we're not seeing that everybody is up for this. So uh, go to recountcolorado.com and they need, excuse me, they need to raise the money today. And uh, so go and contribute to each of these candidates. And uh, then also I've heard word on the street is that Tina Peters has raised the money for her hand recount. 
and Rod Hanks has raised the money for uh, two of the counties that he wants uh, to have recounted. And then Greg Lopez is doing something a little different. Uh, he has actually done a lot of research and realizing that uh, Jenna Griswold and these county clerks are not uh, doing these risk-limited audits uh, the way that uh, they're supposed to be doing them. They're not doing them. And uh, so he is asking uh, for that uh, to, uh, to um, uh, you know, uh, what would I, confirm these risk-limited audits. He wants to make sure that those are, are uh, transparent as well. So uh, there's a lot going on. And thrilled to have in studio with me uh, entrepreneur and owner of 88 Drive-In Theater and a great sponsor of the show, and that is Susan Kochevar. It is great to have you here. Good morning. Beautiful yeah. day. It is a great day. We're going to be talking a little bit about groupthink. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, where is De- Dr. Deborah Burks? Uh, yeah, she's reared her head again, hasn't she? She has. So we'll talk about that in the second and third segment. Of course, call-ins in the fourth segment, 303-477-5600. And on the line with me is another great sponsor of the show. That is Lauren Levy. He is an expert in mortgage uh, in the mortgage arena. And um, he's with uh, Polygon Financial Group. That phone number for Lauren Levy is 303 303- 880-8881, and he's got our interest rate Federal Reserve update. Lauren Levy, welcome to the show. Good morning, Kim. So what is going on with the Fed and interest rates? Uh, what are you seeing? You know, today's a, a good day. It's probably better to talk tomorrow, honestly, because we're going to get an announcement today uh, that they're going to raise. We all figure that. It's a question of is it 75 basis points or do they do 100 so we should know that around around noon today or 12:20, and then we'll see if they do 75. Like I said the other day, I think it'll just be hopefully not much of an event because it's expected. And then we'll see if they deviate off of that at all and do anything to surprise the market or not. So it's probably baked, 75 basis points is probably baked in, and this is on the right. 10-year Treasury, right, Lauren? Is that what I'm learning? No, but no, well. When we talk about the 10-year Treasury, we talk about that that's what uh, people should watch to see where mortgage rates are heading. They, the Federal uh, Reserve is going to raise their overnight lending rate, which <clears throat> immediately converts to what's called the prime rate that you and I and most consumers deal with. We deal with a prime rate when we get a home equity line. Our credit card bills are prime rate plus some, some factor. So that's what gets affected right away. Okay. The 10-year Treasury will react to how the Fed, uh, what the Fed does today. So the 10-year Treasury is, let's say, right now around 280, 2.80. <clears throat> if they uh, if they do 75 basis points, it might just stay there. If they do 100, that means that they're more worried about inflation, and you could see the 10-year Treasury go back to three real quick, which would raise rates. <clears throat> so the 10-year Treasury is just a good way, a good guide to see where mortgage rates are going. Okay, okay. And uh, so, Lauren, and the great thing about you is you work with a lot of different companies. And so different companies look at this whole thing differently regarding mortgages, seconds, uh, reverse mortgages. So that choice is always so important. And uh, you and I talked, there are people that have a lot of equity in their homes. And so they have been doing seconds, uh, want to keep in, in place that great low rate on their first but uh, taking out seconds with all this equity, you can help them with that. Reverse mortgages with inflation uh, rearing its ugly head. I know there are, are a number of seniors that had put together their plan, you know, their cash flow plan, and this inflation, government-induced inflation, is, is uh, 
making it difficult. So uh, I know you're helping people with um, reverse mortgages as well. That's right. And as you and I talk about all the time, there's an opportunity pretty much always as it depends where. And the opportunity for a long time was to get a really low rate on your first mortgage. That obviously has moved on now. And so now there still is this window where home values are holding up and they haven't yet started to come down by having, you know, uh, more inventory for sale and less buyers potentially. We don't have that right now. And so it's a good time for seniors to take advantage of that equity that they do have if they need some help in this inflationary environment. And even if it's just to do a reverse mortgage with a line of credit associated with it so they have fallback money if they need to, there's a lot of options. And so it's definitely worth having the conversation. Okay, so question. So a senior could get a reverse mortgage but not access it. It could just be a line of credit? That's right. That's one of the options on a reverse. You can take a lump sum okay. of cash or pay off your current mortgage if you have one. But some people own their homes free and clear and don't have a mortgage, but they need access to cash. So, yes, you can open up a line of credit, and you don't make any payments on it. And if you don't borrow against it, it just sits there, and it's available for later use. Huh. Very interesting. I That's probably something that people should explore. How can people uh, – it doesn't cost anything to – um, you know, to give you a call. And uh, are you still doing the thing with uh, if uh, people have to get an appraisal that for Kim Munson? That's right. Uh, ah, they, that you'll pay for that. Thank you, yeah, Lauren. Yeah, we'll cover the appraisal for your listeners, so that's right. Okay. What's that phone number, Lauren Levy? 303-880-8881. And, Lauren, you've helped a number of our listeners and a number of my friends. And people just rave about working with you. And uh, I, I really love working with my partner sponsors who I can so t- totally recommend. And so I would recommend people give you a call, Lauren Levy. Well, thank you so much. Okay. That's Lauren Levy, 303-880-8881, 303-880-8881. We're going to go to break. When we come back, Susan Kochevar is in studio. And we'll talk about groupthink. And then uh, Dr. Deborah Burks. Stay tuned. Three Points Financial is a fiduciary financial planning company focused on helping individuals and families. Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz at Three Points Financial specialize in investment strategies, tax planning and preparation, and retirement planning with no product sales or commissions. Tax laws have changed and will continue to change. Inflation is real. Three Points Financial helps you maneuver through these changes to achieve your financial success. For clarity and a solid, relevant financial and investment plan while working with a company that puts your interests at the forefront, schedule a no-obligation initial consultation at threepointsfinancial.com. That's threepointsfinancial.com. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. With the right training from Franktown Firearms, anyone can improve. The professionals at Franktown meet you at your current level of experience, gauging your level of confidence so that they know what kind of training to recommend to you. After you purchase your firearm, regardless of the level you're at, Franktown will encourage you to train. They maintain a comfortable atmosphere, encouraging improvement from any level with one-on-one training and private training up to advanced training and classes. They even offer a concealed carry certification class. 
Franktown actively avoids the corporate model as a family-owned, operated, and family-friendly environment. They give everyone the time of day, meaning that they emphasize the importance of training in a comfortable and inclusive environment. Franktown Firearms wants you to be as invested in improving your skills as they are in their training with you. Sign up for a course today at klzradio.com slash franktown. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at Kim Munson.com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We are an independent voice. And we search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. Don't you agree, Susan Kochevar, entrepreneur and owner of 88 Drive-In Theater? 100%. Yes. If there's force, follow the money. Follow the money. So the two things you and I were going to talk about, and maybe we start with Dr. Deborah Burks. Follow the money. Dr. Scarf, yes. Dr. Scarf. And I just saw 19 minutes ago, this is from the Houston Chronicle, uh, she says that monkeypox proves the U.S. still too slow in responding to infectious diseases. Ah. Oh, dear. Yeah. So uh, this whole monkeypox, um, Matt Dark was on with Roots Medical earlier this week. I'm going to have mm-hmm. him on as a featured guest next, next week. But first of all, there is a very affordable treatment for monkeypox. Yes. Uh, but yet they may be uh, trying to push a, another vaccine on this. And uh, it's important to understand that monkeypox is um, transmitted via kind of the um, kind of the way HIV was as mm-hmm. well. Yes. And uh, I find it interesting. My understanding is is that it's er- originated in Africa. It's been here for a long time in, mm-hmm. in our world. Yes. Um, but the headlines are that it seems that um, America is having the most cases. And don't you find that curious to connect that dot to the fact that we have an uh, election coming up? Very curious. Another really curious fact relating to Dr. Deborah Burks, who's been out speaking about monkeypox, uh, as you just mentioned. Uh, she worked in Africa. And so it's peculiar to me that all this stuff keeps coming out of that part of the world. Interesting. Yes. Very interesting. And uh, when I had Dr. Jack on, Dr. Mm-hmm. James Lyons-Weiler, I did a Freudian slip. I called it money pox. And he goes, I'm going to use that mm-hmm. because uh, you just said follow the money. And um, this whole uh, vaccine thing, uh, I think producer Steve had taken a look at Pfizer, uh, Pfizer's revenue, and it was up billions of dollars. And gosh, you know, think about it. We talk about force all the time. If, uh, if a big corporation and big um, big government get together so big business and big government get together mm-hmm. and big gov- uh, big uh, cor- uh, big business um, has big government mandate that people have to have their product and the you know, big government uses tax dollars or borrows money from our kids future mm-hmm. to pay for that and then the big business has big revenues I mean boy that that's um, that's very convenient for them. It is really, especially when you combine that with a group of extremely wealthy people who think that that magically makes them smarter than everybody else, and they decide they know how everybody should live or that there's too many people and we need to get rid of them. This is a very dangerous situation. It is. 
And uh, so Dr. Burks is back. Uh, mm-hmm. She's probably been out shopping for new scarves, I would imagine. Um, she has a new do. Yeah, she's a complete makeover. Uh, I'm very snarky today, aren't I? I try not to be snarky. I try to sound very reasonable. But I'm really frustrated. Mm-hmm. I'm very frustrated with these elites that have um, really forced this vaccine on a number of people. I, I talk to many people that have gotten the vaccine. It's not a vaccine. Gotten no. the jab and um, maybe got one. They did not do the second jab or the booster, but they're very concerned even so. But we're seeing all kinds of ramifications from this jab. Um, whether or not it's blood clotting, myocarditis, mm-hmm. um, infertility. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, now then we have uh, Joe Biden saying that our National Guard has to get vaccinated. And if they don't, then they will not be uh, uh, you know, ready to, mm-hmm. to uh, uh, protect us. And it's just really, it's, it is a vain, very dangerous and scary time, Susan. It is. And uh, I think that the powers that be are sort of, well, I think we can see they are in a hurry to get everybody vaccinated, including young children. And what seems to be coming out is that the when you're vaccinated, it uh, creates these prions which attack your internal organs. And that doesn't stop. So uh, we are expected to see people who got the vaccinations to pass in the next three to five years to pass on to die Pass on to die and i i think we're starting to see some of that i know um in the last eight months i've had two funerals personally and i believe it was connected so uh were these healthy people uh yeah started out healthy and then got the jab and uh, one died pretty suddenly and the other it took a little while Uh, but of course course, this person already had a a pre-existing heart condition which I think it exacerbates. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, well, and we see these headlines all the time. Mm-hmm. So I think I think, uh, and we're not saying that if if you do informed consent, mm-hmm. as uh, Matt Dark always talks about, informed consent. If you look at your own personal situation, and you have all the information right. about uh, whatever medication it is that you're considering, and you choose to do that, that's freedom. It is. And but when. Um, when you have big government and big business using fear and coercion and force, then that's where we all need to say, wait a minute. Yep. Because if it's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. Yes. Uh, the first person got, took the vaccination because of coercion, because of the job. They needed to keep their job. The second person, uh, I think, took the vaccination because she was worried about her health. Uh, so there's a couple of reasons why people do that. But you have not been informed on this vaccine. If you go to the pharmacy to get the paper that comes with the vaccine vaccine, and you open it up, it's blank. And the reason it's blank is because it's had emergency authorization. So the pharmaceutical companies did not have to tell people what all the possible uh, outcomes were uh-huh. with the vaccine. Uh-huh. Do, you, do you ever watch TV and they have what whatever... Um, pharmaceutical it is and then they go through very quickly all of the stuff mm-hmm. and it's kind of like you know with all those side effects maybe I'll just take my chances you know yeah <laughs> and, and there's an incredible number of vaccine or medical um, ads tons right 
we're, I'm going to date myself, but when I was a kid, I remember that the ads were washers and dryers mm-hmm. and cereal and orange juice. And, and now it's so many. It's so, uh, so the pharmaceutical industry is extremely powerful. And then another thing that we've learned on this journey is, is that um, a big part of the FDA's budget and the CDC's budget uh, comes from ph- pharmaceutical companies. So it's like having the fox watch the hen house. And so our eyes are opening up regarding what has been happening. And I think more and more people are waking up, Susan. I think so, too. And you've had people who have been out there for a long time trying to say, wake up. You know, um, is it um, Robert F. Kennedy has Junior. Been, yep. Junior has been out talking uh, forever about the issues with vaccines and um I highly recommend people start to get and read some of the books that have come out. RFK's book on Anthony Fauci is extremely informative, not only about what Anthony Fauci has been doing, but about the whole industry in general, and you kind of learn who the players are. I I will admit it, I listened to it on Audible. It's a very big book, and I think that's a good way to get through it. I recommend reading Dr. Scott Atlas's book. Um, He was part of that task force. He was shocked at the way Deborah Burks was allowed to control the task force. And he talks about uh, a lot of the uh, things that went on. What was surprising most about his book, however, is that even he doesn't bring up uh, ways to mitigate the uh, illness that, mm-hmm. that COVID causes. You know, uh, they all about, they're all about testing and vaccines, and I, uh, there were better ways to handle it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are those, uh, and again, RootsMedical.net is uh, relatively new sponsors of the show, and uh, they uh, prescribe treatments for uh, COVID as well as if you feel that you may have a vaccine injury, uh, call them and uh, because they're starting a, a whole new campaign called We Believe You. So many people feel alone. Mm-hmm. And if you watch the mainstream media, um, the, you know, they, they really question. And so they're really doing a lot of great work over there at rootsmedical.net. So let's go to break. In studio with me is Susan Kochevar. And she's an entrepreneur. She's the owner of 88 Drive-In Theater. She uh, does a tremendous amount of research on public policy as well. And so we're going to go to break. When we come back, we'll continue the conversation with Susan Kochevar. Ladies and gentlemen, what do you know about informed consent? The principle is a cornerstone in medicine and applies to nearly all medical treatments, including vaccination. Informed consent is a legal and ethical obligation of your healthcare provider and should include the benefits, risk, and alternatives regarding the proposed treatment. Sadly, two-thirds of patients report not being given sufficient information about the treatment and even report feeling pressured to give consent. Informed consent is not just your signature. It could be your life. This message is sponsored by Colorado Healthcare Providers for Freedom.com. The Metro home ownership real estate market is very tight right now. That's why Kim Munson recommends you have seasoned REMAX realtor Karen Levine on your side of the table. Karen Levine will help you navigate through the many details of your home buying experience so that you can successfully pursue your American dream. Because Karen Levine cares about property rights for each individual, she volunteers hundreds of hours to represent home ownership opportunities at the local, county, state, and national levels. If you are considering buying or selling your home, call Karen Levine today at 303-877-7516. Again, that's 303-877-7516. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of The Kim Monson Show. 
but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. And welcome back to The Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there, and you can email me at Kim at Kim dot com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We are an independent voice. Susan Kochevar, I'm realizing more and more we are really the independent voice. We really are. Yes. uh, (laughs) And we search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. Uh, We talked about this in the first hour. And this was a tweet by Thomas Massey, who is a Republican uh, congressman from Kentucky's 4th District. And he said, now that he has COVID and knows he is contagious even after four shots... Joe Biden has absolutely zero moral authority to force a needle into the military, federal employees, medical workers, and foreign visitors. And Susan, it's been remarkable as we look back over this whole reaction to COVID. And of course, they're now they're trying to ramp up this whole monkeypox thing. Um, it was it was an act of courage just to go into the grocery store without a mask on. I never dreamed that we would be in this situation. And uh, we had Dr. Deborah Burks um, and Dr. Fauci, you know, on television every day, just fomenting fear, I would say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, you said she has a new book out. She does, Silent Invasion. And I always tell people, read their books. They always tell you who they are. They have gigantic egos. You know, even Hitler wrote Mein Kampf. And that's, that's frightening when you read that book. So... I've been going through her book. I'm on about chapter four or five. Uh, You're an avid reader. (laughs) I'm out picking up the trash in the morning at the drive-in and cleaning the restrooms and listening to books. Oh, so it's audio. Okay, audio books. (laughs) They're audio books. You're multitasking. I I love them, yes. And so uh, I'm at about chapter four or five on the book, and gigantic ego comes to mind first and foremost. She repeats that somebody told her that she really should be leading the whole task force. She's um, and, and handling everything, all the public comment instead of Dr. Fauci, because she's a better leader. Oh. Oh, yeah. She wrote that in her book? Yeah, she put that in the book. Mm-hmm. Okay. But uh, she... She tells in the book how she was undermining the Trump administration by collecting data, and then she'd write a report, she'd submit it, and the administration would say, well, you know, you need to fix these things. So the report would come back, and she says she would uh, rewrite the report, hide some of the information in it, because she knew they wouldn't have time to go back over it again, and resubmit it. And so that was their weekend. Submit the report on Friday, get it back, rewrite, hide, and submit it again. She wrote that? She wrote that. In her book? In her book. Oh, my God. And, of course, she's now out saying she knew the vaccines were not um, effective. She, in the book, talks almost solely about testing. And Dr. Atlas heavily criticized that because, you know, they were always talking about, oh, we're on the backside of the curve. Well, you can't ever tell where you are on that curve unless you know the beginning. And they did not know how long uh, COVID had been in the United States. And testing for the sake of testing, when there were treatments, uh, they've known for a long time that ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine uh, impact virus, mm-hmm. even even coronaviruses in general. So that would include colds. So they've known this for a long time, and they have not treated colds that way. My question is, or viruses that way. My question is why? 
Well, not only have they not, I mean, they act, actually actively went out um, and um, said to doctors that you cannot prescribe it, said to mm-hmm. pharmacies that you could not um, uh, distribute it. And uh, you're right. The question is why? Why? Yeah. What, what's there? <laughs> The other thing that uh, I have come across, and this I don't know, so everyone has to do their own research, but they've also said that interf- that, that ivermectin interferes uh, with cells, uh, cancer cells. So, so possibly stopping cancer. Possibly stopping cancer, sometimes of subtypes of cancer. I don't know. More research uh, needs to be done I've heard there. that, though, too. But I find that uh, are you holding out uh, drugs because you have this whole other industry that, you know... And, and oh, just, you know, uh, what it, things, it's a good question, mm-hmm, a the, very good question. Yeah, I have uh, deep questions about the lengths these people will go to stay in power. Deborah Burks's entire um, idea surrounding COVID was that we need to prevent spread. That's the whole thing. And people need to stay in their homes in perpetuity. That's her, her idea. That's what she wants, to what control people. What planet are they on? I don't know. You know, you destroy a whole economy that way. And we know our immune systems need to be challenged so to be healthy. Mm-hmm. That is not a reasonable medical approach. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'll have to finish the book and see what other nuggets I can pull out of there. But I don't think this woman needs to be anywhere near our government. No, and uh, as you said, she's uh, re-emerging mm-hmm. in this book. Uh, uh, Silent Invasion. Uh, and you're right. Um, I think that's the, the thing, is that um, they're so prideful, they're so arrogant, mm-hmm. that that is what I think is going to be their downfall. But we also have to have men and women with courage who don't go along with this groupthink. That's the other thing mm-hmm. that you and I were going to talk about was groupthink. And uh, uh, this is this last few years has been a real test of our character, I would say, uh, Susan. And uh, I think more and more people are waking up. I'm excited about that. However, I'm, as I'm out and about, I can see that there are people that are starting to buy into this monkeypox thing because I'm seeing um, more and more masks. And, and once again, mm-hmm. people's choice. If you feel more comfortable, please, great, do that. But that whole force thing on that whole masking and the jab, that's what, um, that's what took some real courage to say no to. Yes, and monkeypox is spread in the same way that AIDS was spread. That's not, um, and I see that there are reports that some children apparently came down with it, so I think some investigations need to happen there. Is this like the 10-year-old that they said needed an abortion and had to go to another state? And then uh, when people started questioning, they found out that, you know, she had been raped by the mother's boyfriend and, you know, um, so if that Supposedly. Is, supposedly, if that has been, if that is... If these children have indeed come down with monkeypox, something needs to be investigated. Then how did how did they contract it? How did they contract it? That would be the question. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, mainstream media needs to be asking these questions. They're not. They're not. But uh, so, speaking of that, let's talk about voices. You're a support, uh, a partner of the show, a supporter of the show, and uh, I continue from time to time. You will say it's talk radio. Mm-hmm. It's talk radio that is going to, well, save our country. It is. I, I do think that we are winning. You just can't see it yet. Um, 
when you think of all the number of talk radio stations and talk radio shows like this one, all the ones on this station and so many other stations, all the podcasts that are coming out, uh, all the streaming that's going on, I think that the communication, uh, the technology in the end is is helping us and, and can't really be controlled. I see George Soros is busy trying to buy Spanish language studios in Florida, and uh, that's not going very well. So uh, there, and and he's too far behind the eight ball. He, I don't think they realized uh, or saw this undercurrent coming. They thought that you know talk radio was dead. And uh, no, we are mm-hmm. alive and well, yes. and uh, continue to use our voices to search for truth and clarity. Yes. Um, let's. Uh, this is a question that. Uh, Dr. Deborah Burks, and you said in the book, she says she was undermining Trump. And there were so many things I really liked about Trump, lowering taxes. The economy was just really humming um, before the reaction to the, the uh, China virus. Um, un, uh, unemployment, or unemployment was at all-time lows for Hispanics and blacks and women. I mean, he did mm-hmm. so many good things. There are some things I wish he wouldn't have said and I wish he wouldn't have tweeted. But I used to go back to New York pretty regularly. I probably, I, I may never go back because the, the city is, uh, is um, it's failing and it's not safe. But I used to go back on a regular basis and I've always kind of loved New Yorkers. I worked on a stock trading desk. So, you know, it takes a lot to offend me. Um, so I always, you know, I, I always... It didn't bug me too much. There was a couple of things that he said. I'm like, ooh, I really kind of wish you wouldn't have said that. But I could never figure out why he deferred to Fauci and Burks the way he did regarding COVID. What's your thoughts on that? That bothers me, too, which is one of the things that led me to read Dr. Scott Atlas's book because he was called in very late. And I know that Dr. Simone Gold had contacted certainly Mike Pence and and spoke with him and talked to him about, no, there's treatment. We don't need to go the vaccine route. Uh, You know, the things they're talking about, we can mitigate this. So, um, and I also know that, uh, oh, I can't remember the other, the other, several really prominent doctors tried to say, hey, you know, we're out here, don't do this. So I, I can't figure out uh, I, I don't know why he didn't fire Fauci, and I think that that is an extremely important question going forward. I know that he still is not talked about the impact of the vaccines, and that is very concerning to me. Overwhelmed, maybe. Uh, we can't see everything that was going on in the administration. Some stuff they probably can't talk about. I don't know. Well, it's and concerning. was it- was it Operation Warp Speed? Is that what they call the, mm-hmm. the whole vaccine rollout? And uh, maybe as a business, and again, this is just conjecture. I'm just trying to figure it out. Uh, he's a businessman, sees a problem, sees this as a solution. I think in New York, uh, I think he had a, a dear friend that he watched was in good health and then died from COVID. That can affect you. But um, that that whole reaction and, and uh, I think, in a way, he kind of got played by the pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical industry on rolling this vaccine out. Um, but as a businessman, I think he thought, here's a problem. Let's let, let's solve it. And he rolled up his sleeves. And so I do appreciate that. And he never mandated, um, which I, I do appreciate that as well. Uh, but still, there was so much force out there. But I guess, Susan, um, the positive thing is, is 
with all this, we really have seen a lot of these PBIs, people that we know in our lives, for who they really are. We have. It, yeah, it's definitely exposed to all of them. And this kind of circles around to uh, groupthink also. You know, I've always questioned everything, and much to the annoyance of some people. You know, why do we do it that way? Uh, is this really safe? Even with the medical community, is this really the best treatment? Um, is this being done for financial reasons, you know, this treatment? You don't know. And I, I always turn the coin on its side and completely over just to look everything over really well. And a lot of people, I think, just trusted the vaccines and, and didn't have that automatic question everything. And maybe that's what Trump got caught up in. You know, I just uh, you have to, to avoid that. And along with groupthink, start looking at everything in your life and questioning. One of the things that I think has made this worse is insurance companies. I think uh, people run their business and things according to insurance companies, and that doesn't necessarily mean what your association is putting out is best for everybody. We have to run it this way because it keeps the actuary tables down and our insurance low. Uh, that kind of stuff, I think, feeds into uh, people's groupthink also. All these things that, well, that's the way everybody else does it, or you need to do this in order to get, you know, this insurance rate and uh, just question everything. I know there's a story about a family who made a roast, and they always made the roast in two pans. And the granddaughter says to the mother, why do we always make this roast in two pans? And the mother says, well, that's the way your grandmother did it. Let's go ask. So they asked the grandmother why she did it. And she says, well, that's because my mother didn't have a pot big enough. So they always got the roast, cut it in half, and, you know, uh-huh. ask questions. Oh, that's interesting. Hey, I have not mentioned this on the show. And when you said insurance companies, I thought, okay, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to do a, a quick search here. And this is of great concern. So January 7, 2022, The Hill said that... Um, uh, Huge, huge numbers uh, of um, uh, sees death rates up 40% over pre-pandemic levels. And uh, also then the other headline was, and this is, um, uh, there was an unexpected 40% increase in all deaths in 2021. And then it also says that um, um, people in the, um, here we go, Um, this is KU. SI in San Diego. It says several U.S. life insurance companies have recently revealed an overwhelming unexplained increase, 40% in all cause deaths among 18 to 49 year olds. Wow. That's it's frightening. It is very, very frightening. So, hey, let's go to break. In studio with me is Susan Kochevar, and uh, she's going to stay here through the call-in time. So if you have a question for her or want to make a comment on anything that we've talked about, uh, give us a call, 303-477-5600, 303-477-5600. And uh, before we do that, though, the nonprofit that I have adopted is um, the USMC Memorial Foundation. They're raising money to uh, remodel the Marine Memorial out at Six and Colfax. And my friends, it is so important that we remember and honor those that gave their lives or were willing to give their lives so that we can have freedom. And so uh, be sure and help them out. You can buy a brick for one of their walkways and uh, for your loved one or your, uh, your military service, honor your service. And that... Um, um, website is USMCMemorialFoundation.org. USMCMemorialFoundation.org. We'll be right back with Susan Kochevar. 
inflation is rocking our boats, especially for individuals on fixed incomes. If you are 62 years or older, mortgage specialist with Polygon Financial Group, Lauren Levy, can help you navigate this inflation squeeze with a reverse mortgage. Additionally, if you are considering buying a new home, refinancing your existing home, or consolidating high interest debt, it's not too late to lock in an interest rate before interest rates increase again. Don't wait. Kim Munson recommends you call Lauren Levy today at 303-880-8881 for a no-cost consultation. That's Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. Inflation is out of control. Increasing prices at the gas pump and grocery stores are hurting everyday people. All these challenges we face are preventable. Individuals must understand what is going on. That's why Kim Munson is bringing truth and clarity to the issues facing our families, our communities, our state, and our country. Now, more than ever, it's important to support Kim's independent voice. Kim has the courage to research and inform you about the real issues. It's not easy, and Kim can use your help. Go to KimMunson.com to contribute. Again, help Kim by contributing at Kim Munson. That's M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. And you can email me at Kim at Kim Munson dot com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We are an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. But yet we see uh, with our military, I cannot believe that they are still trying to force our military and our National Guard uh, to get the jab. And, um, and now the question is why? We know even Dr. Burks is saying she knew the vaccine wouldn't work. Why? Well, and here we have uh, Joe Biden. He's uh, gotten two jabs and two boosts, and he has COVID. And, you know, when they say that if you've had all these shots and boosted, then your um, symptoms will uh, be milder. They don't know. They no. haven't done a study on that. No, it looks like the vaccine, uh, uh, you know, damages your immune system, actually. They're saying stop vaccinating. Right. Many, many doctors are saying that. Right. Finally. Finally. Mm-hmm. Um, so you read a lot of books. We were talking about Dr. Burks's book, as well as um, the book that RFK Jr. did on Anthony Fauci. And then as we went into break, we're talking about groupthink. And I think that the, the elites over at the World Economic Forum, uh, I think that they have really studied human nature and groupthink. And I think that they they did not really realize the American spirit, though. So many Americans said no and stood up and asked questions. And I don't think that they ever uh, understood that. I don't think they understand the average person. And I don't think that they understand that certainly most Americans loved their life. They loved watching football games and baseball games and going out to stadiums. They like shopping. They like movies. Movies. They like their jobs. Um, you know, most of them don't hate things the way I think the World Economic Forum thinks people do. They view us as deplorables. That's where Hillary Clinton got that. Mm-hmm. That's what they call us. There's some other word they came out to when they were. Um, talking about the average person. So uh, I don't th- don't think they quite anticipated that people were not going to like their Comply. ideas. They thought, I 
they thought that people were going to be okay with just more automatic pilot government. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're just going to go along with whatever these people say so we don't have to think or do anything we want. And uh, I don't think they're going to succeed. It could get really, really ugly, uh, worse, but um, I don't think in the end they're going to win. They, they have gigantic egos, as we said. Well, and to that point, yesterday we had on uh, Josh Phillip, and, and uh, he's um, a senior investigative reporter with the Epic Times as well as host of Crossroads, and he has a new documentary out, The Real Story of January 6th, and you can get that at, at um, uh, epictimes.com, I think their, their TV area there. Um, but there is concern about that. The New York Times uh, ran a feature piece this within the last four or five days that um, maybe it's time for cannibalism. Had you heard that? I did come across that. Stunning. It is stunning. And then we had Trent Luce on in the second hour, <clears throat> and he's an expert, <clears throat> a sixth-generation uh, farmer and rancher, uh, and he's he is on top of what is happening throughout the country regarding our food sources. And it does look like it could get very concerning right now. But we can't be fearful. We must plan. Um, I'm also concerned about what's been happening happening at the southern border. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, it's been, you see this, it's like an invasion of our country. It is. And it's not by accident. It's because all of this is public policy, Susan. Yeah, well, and they're creating chaos everywhere. Uh, you can see that they are working very hard to destroy food production around the world. And I would encourage people... Go back and look at things that were done during the Great Depression. There are things that you can do that will help everywhere. Um, keep a chicken or two. They're, they're easy. They're quiet. If you don't have a rooster, anybody can grow. Any, any little garden, even on a balcony, anything you can do, little things like that, make a very big difference in what these people are trying to do to us. Uh, and and uh, don't forget, they're always making all kinds of crazy plans. You know, it, it sounds, when you hear their stuff, you, you just, oh, that's, when I first heard Klaus Schwab say, oh, th- you'll eat bugs and you'll like it. I was like, wow, that guy's really crazy. You know, can he really do that? Well, they are doing it. So, you know, don't just discount nuts because that's a conspiracy theory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they are working on their plans. Well, and <clears throat> speaking of that, I remember, I mean, and what you will see throughout media, or media, and you'll you'll see these stories start to arrive. So this whole story about bugs, I remember seeing something like uh, about that maybe eight years ago, and so they have been, you know, working on this through different media outlets. Um, the positive thing is, is the veil is off. Mm-hmm. Um, four years ago, if we were talking about this, people would say that we're nuts. Yes. Uh, but we're not nuts. And in, in fact, it's um, the veil is off on what what they're doing. So, Well, we saw the force, at the manipulation coercion they used with vaccines. So just think of the force and coercion they can use with food. So the best thing you can do is prepare. Don't let them get over on you, you know, by some kind of food storage um, in small amounts. You can buy, you know, food that's been freeze dried that will last a long time. Do what you can every every day. Just one small thing that will make the biggest difference. Do not let them get control. 
definitely, definitely. What um, what's um, what else is on your? Oh, well, you know what we haven't talked about eighty eight drive in theater. No. So uh, um, people love to go to the movies, and uh, there's some good ones out there. And I'm mm-hmm. going to have on later this week <clears throat> Gabe El Taib, who uh, was working for DC Comics on the new Superman. And he quit when they decided to make the Man of Steel bisexual and change his motto from truth, justice, and the American way to truth, justice, and a better tomorrow. It's like, what's that? Yeah. Anyway, um, are there some good movies out there that at the 88 Drive-In Theater? We have right now Minions, which is just the cutest picture. I highly recommend it. We okay. Both- is there any, you know, virtue signaling or anything in it? Um, I only get to see the very end uh, every night when I go to intermission so i haven't watched it yet okay but it's very popular so i i think if there is it's very little because people are rejecting those movies quickly Mm -hmm. and uh then we have the second feature is a picture called nope which is a smaller studio and i'm super excited about that and looks pretty cute it did very well it was uh, number one in the box office totals this weekend and then i can tell you starting august 5th we have Bullet Train and Where the Crawdads Sing. Bullet Train is Brad Pitt's newest picture, and the trailer looks really good. So that's August 5th. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, what days, hours? Tell us all about that. So um, starting right now, we're open every day, but starting uh, August 5th, actually starting July 29th, I'm sorry, we're moving to our fall schedule. So we will be open Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and closed Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. The, some of the kids are going back to school as soon as august 11th can't believe it so, I know. so um and i hope they get to go back to school without masks but um that's starting soon so we'll move to our fall schedule so san diego and la those school districts are trying to forcibly mask all these children and uh, it affects the development uh, and their education it's just really a terrible thing but again parents are saying no they're pulling their kids out of these government-run uh, public schools and uh, silver lining to the whole uh, china virus covid thing is is that people are seeing what's going on and uh I always wondered what would happen. How could we start to chip away at the power of the teachers' unions? Mm-hmm. And so the positive thing was COVID. People are making uh, hard, tough choices and are greatly shifting uh, power away from the schools. And that's a, an important thing. You know, many people work, and that's a very difficult thing, especially if you're a single parent, because they work to destroy the family. So, they, uh, so it's very difficult for them sometimes to pull their children out. But there are... Um, po- what were called pods, education mm-hmm. pods. Parents are coming together to educate their kids, be able to pull them out of schools. And that is another very impactful thing that people can do. Pull your kids out of public school. Just get creative. Yes. Uh, this is, It's the American way. So It is. Susan Kochevar, I so appreciate you being in studio, and I so appreciate your partnership sponsorship over all these years of the show. Um, it, it's very valuable. Thank you. Thank you. Keep talking, Kim, because I, I can see we're making big inroads. Well, we will keep at it. That is for sure. We will continue to search for truth and clarity as we look at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. And my friends, uh, we say it all the time, but if something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. If it's a good idea, you can kick the tires on the idea and it should be able to stand up to that scrutiny. And that is why we do this show. So again, Susan Kochevar, 88 Drive-In Theater. What's that website? 88drivein.net. 88drivein.net. And uh, our quote for the end of the show is from Ludwig von Mises, and uh, did this because Jay Davidson was our guest in the first hour, and he's a big fan of von Mises. And this is what uh, von Mises said. He said, the worship of the state is the worship of force. 
There is no more dangerous menace to civilization than a government of incompetent, corrupt, or vile men. The worst evils which mankind ever had to endure were inflicted by governments. So my friends today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you, and God bless America. Twisted.